Joe, always remember, mm-hmm. with great power, mm-hmm. come on, you finish it, you know it, comes really bad podcast intros. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Spider-Man? Uh, Wait. A couple of times. Have you seen Spider-Man 2? Uh, yeah. Spider-Man 3? Uh, yeah. What about Spider-Man 1? Uh, yeah, yeah. What about Spider-Man 2? Uh-huh. What about Spider-Man 1? Uh, yeah. What about Spider-Man 2? Mm-hmm. What about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Yep. What about Spider-Man... Yeah. Cool. Me too. <laughs> cool, cool. So what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. We've already done an episode on the first Spider-Man. Yeah. That is one of our old, not qualified episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because it's your favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. and it's in my top five. Um, it's both of our favorite superhero movie ev- mm. like ever, and it's not even close. Um, so in preparation, th- th- this week, as of we're recording this... Spider-Man No Way Home, all the titles mixed up in my head, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. And suppose, I mean, there's like a 100% chance that they're bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And everybody yeah. knows that. It's still like the, it's the most intentionally leaked secret <laughs> ever. You know, like yeah. it's very clear. They're going to be in the movie. If, I'm, if, I'm, if so, by some terrible happenstance they actually are not, then um, we're just going to delete this episode. But... Um, so we thought we'd do a little retrospective and talk about Spider-Man as a whole, as a franchise, as a as an IP, and uh, maybe talk about some of our favorites and least favorite Spider-Man movies, and why we love the original trilogy so much. Yeah. So you you can go ahead and take it away. Um, I think if I were to give like a ranking of like the Spider-Man movies, not counting Into the Spider-Verse because it's not live action and right. So live action Spider-Man. I think movies. live action. I do think though that the the animated. Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse is, I think, you know, this is where we differentiate favorite, best, and greatest, is like probably close to the greatest. Yeah, yeah. Iteration of a of a cinematic Spider-Man. Movie. Yeah, it's probably like just it, it's 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 great. Yeah. Um, but we're not including that because we're, we're just talking that. about live action. Yeah. So if I were gonna give them a rank, I would probably rank them. Um, one, two, three. Um, the third one. The third, oh, Homecoming? The, the th- uh, three colon one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're going to have to see the subtitles. <laughs> and then three, or no, no, no. Two, one. What do you, I don't and understand. And then three, two. And then two, I two. I don't know what you are <laughs> I saying. I have yet to rank three, three. I don't follow that at all. I'll I'll give a normal person ranking. Yeah, okay. Spider Man one. Yeah. Spider Man two. Uh huh. Those are in yeah. a league of their own. It's not all. Yeah, they're not allowed to. Then. Um. Oh gosh. Honestly, probably Spider Man three. I was yeah. gonna try to be a little balanced and you know because that's the most flawed. Yeah, of course. Um. But I'm probably gonna put it there. Good. Yeah. Um. Homecoming. Yep. Amazing Spider Man one. Mm-hmm. Far from home. Yep. 
Amazing Spider-Man 2. That was the exact same ranking I just gave. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I did not follow <laughs> yours at all. Okay, but that, that's my ranking. Yeah. The, and if I were going to put Into the Spider-Verse in there, it would be right after Spider-Man 2. Yeah. So uh, maybe just to clarify a little bit more, my ranking was 1, 1, 1, 2, Stop. 1, 3, uh, 3, 1, 2, 1, 3, 2, 2, 2. Oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. Why didn't you use letters? Why didn't you say like A1, A2, A3, well, C1, B1, C2, B2? All right. All right. Anyways. So anyway, um, we were talking about this recently. Um, why the Raimi trilogy, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, worked so well, and the problems with the the MCU. Who directs those? It's uh, what's his name? It's John uh, J O N John John Watts. John, John Watts. Watts. That's right. <laughs> why the Sam Raimi movies are so much better than the John Watts and and the Mark mm-hmm. Webb ones, but but why they work so well. And it's because, partly it's because they capture the character of Spider-Man so well. And and this is why I really, really dislike Far From Home. As a movie, mm-hmm. as just a movie, as an MCU movie, it's great. It's super well made. It's, it's entertaining. Um, like, everything technical about Far From Home is great. But it's the, it's the script and it's the characterization that is so bad and so... Unlike Spider-Man. It's a great movie, but it's a bad Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And that's because, uh, I mean, we were talking about how Spider-Man 2, for example, which most people see as the best Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. What it does so well is that it, more than any movie, uh, any superhero movie for sure, it completely beats the crap out of the protagonist. Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker is absolutely down on his luck in every way from the opening shot on through. I mean, in the first 20 minutes, he's... Um, being hammered in the face that he didn't end up with Mary Jane, right? Yeah. He lost both of his jobs. Mm-hmm. He f- is failing out of college. He's about to be evicted from his apartment, and Aunt May is also about to get her house foreclosed on. And everything is going wrong for him because he's Spider-Man. Yeah. And the whole arc of Spider-Man 2, his whole character's arc, is that he gives up being Spider-Man. He gives it up, and his life improves dramatically. Everything about his life gets better. Yeah. But he still eventually chooses to go back to being Spider-Man, knowing how much it's going to ruin his life, knowing how much it's going to cost, because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. That is the essence of what Spider-Man is. Spider-Man is a guy who's down on his luck. He's poor. He's the everyman. Um, and he's that's the complete opposite of Spider-Man Far From Home, yeah. where you have a character who everybody says, Iron Man Jr., Iron Man, but, but that's, that's a valid criticism. Mm-hmm. That's true. You have a character who is just... The typical dumb teenager, except none of his actions have consequences. He gets out of everything. In Homecoming, Tony Stark literally rescues him in every situation. Yeah. Um, and then even in Far From Home, after Tony Stark is dead, he's still rescuing him in every situation. He has billions of dollars and nuclear weapons and satellites at his disposal. And there's just no stakes and no consequences for anything he does. Mm-hmm. Um it is the complete opposite of what Spider-Man is supposed to be. So like I said, it's a great movie, but it's not a good Spider-Man movie. Yeah, um, I agree. And for those of you listening, if you haven't, you know, probably assumed by now, every conversation we have about anything on this podcast, unless we just came from watching the movie, we have already talked about extensively. We're just rehashing conversations. Yeah, so, and it's also sometimes hard to remember what I've said <laughs> yeah. and when I were actually on the podcast. Yeah, we, we literally had this exact same conversation two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, I agree. It's it's something that they they highlight so well in the first trilogy, the original trilogy, and even in the Mark Webb. Even in the Mark Webb ones, the, to, to, the Andrew Garfield ones, they do a pretty good job. Yeah, of that. yeah. You're, you're seeing a character who um, who does overcome obstacle and odd and trial just to just to go on to show how much of a good person he is by not letting those things dampen the way he continues to help people right solely for the good of the people like he's truly a good person yeah um whereas you know the john watts version you know and i like the movies they're really good movies but again i don't think we're really looking at the same spider-man character that we've known since no it's just it's it's, they're mcu movies they're they're not spider-man movies movies. and with these movies there's there has never been the same amount of stakes there has never been um the same situations given it's there's never anywhere close to the same kind of trial that went on with the trilogy before that or the original trilogy especially. Yeah. You have a guy, yeah, sure, I mean, he's gone through trial. They have the original origin story, got bit by a spider, Uncle Ben dies. Uh, there's, like, the basic framework and bones there for Spider-Man, but as far as fleshing that out, it's it's really not the same character anymore once you remove those really specific things that make him who he is. Not just who he is, the things that made him who he is and how he responds. Because the way we see him respond is... Um, uh, shoot missile at drone. Yeah. Um, I, and like I'm, I'm not saying there's like a problem with that in the movie. And, and we had said this earlier. Like, there's nothing really even wrong with like switching up the motives, motivations a little bit. Because in the original trilogy, he wanted to get a car to impress a girl, right. so he was going to go wrestle. So he made a costume to go wrestle, and then was a vigilante after he saw Uncle Ben die. So like all of this was spurred on by wanting to hit on Mary Jane. Yeah. But and then the second one, he puts on the suit to go on a vigilante rampage to find his uncle's murderer, which is exactly what happened in the first movie. It, it's the same same style, same flow. And the second one, again, we don't know exactly what the immediate events were of Uncle Ben dying, but we we see him deal with the struggles of not having a father figure in his life, and then he kind of you know idolizes Tony Stark as that figure, and then spoiler alert, Tony Stark dies in Endgame. And now he has the Stark Empire, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's certainly not the same feel that we've had for the past, you know, 19 years. Yeah. um, As far as character goes. Um, But I am interested to see what they possibly change or maybe the dynamic that might shift once the new one comes out. The day that you're hopefully listening to this. Um, Because I would like to see... You know, John Watts do really good justice to both of those movie series and portray the characters how they were intended in both of those trilogies of having those characteristics and traits that we've come to love, like all of these decades um, that we haven't really seen in the newest trilogy. Another thing to mention, I think we mentioned this last time we talked about Spider-Man. People like to talk about like, I don't know, people argue about what Spider-Man they think is best as far as just the, the leading actor goes. Yeah. They'll say dumb stuff like, Tobey Maguire looked too old when literally Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 1 was younger than Tom Holland is now, but he was playing a college student, and Tom Holland is still playing a 16-year-old. So you're just, that's dumb. And and not that it matters anyway, first of all. They're actors, so they play people they're not. Um, And even if, but this is the point I'm getting at, is that even if you don't like a certain actor. If you think Andrew Garfield's bad or you think Tobey Maguire's bad or, or whatever, um, 
that is not why I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. To be honest with you, I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy because of Sam Raimi. Yeah. The, because the quality of the films themselves is so good. They're well-written. Yeah. They're well-directed. Um, everything comes together so well. Like, it, at, from a just this point of view of looking at the films themselves, they are better films. Yeah. So it's not about who, what actor you like best. Yeah. It's about what films are the best. Um, and so that's kind of what what I'm getting at. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't like talking about like who. What Spider Man do you think is? I, I like them all. They're all good actors. Yeah. They're fine. They'll yeah. suit their roles and they all do well. I will also say um, to stop talking about Tom Holland so much. Let's talk about the Andrew Garfield movies. Okay. Because um, it's kind of a weird. I I refused to watch those for many years because I was bitter over the fact that they canceled Spider Man Four mm. to reboot and do the Amazing Spider Man when they. They didn't need to, uh, in my opinion, right? I was like, I was mad that Sony did that as a kid, because I love the original trilogy so much. So I just never watched the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, and I saw the trailers. I saw that he was like a skater guy kind of thing, and this yeah. dark girl. I was like, that's not. He's not a nerd. He's not the lovable Peter Parker. I, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And then I, uh, I did watch them finally, like a couple years ago, uh, and I liked them. Yeah. They're good. They're not bad at all, especially the first one. It's a solid movie. Yeah. Um, also, the first act of The Amazing Spider-Man is beat for beat the first act of Spider-Man 1, yeah. you know, where he, Peter refuses to stop a robbery and then the guy ends up killing Uncle Ben and he dies in his arms and tries to track him down and all that yeah. arc. It's all the same. Um, but I enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man 1. I even enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with all its flaws. I, I don't dislike any Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, and I like Homecoming a lot. Yeah. Um, so, I like... I feel like we talk a lot about like why we love the originals so much, but I I, I love all of them, just at different levels. <laughs> There's yeah. there are levels to this. So, um, I think one thing you you had said it just a little bit ago. Um, I love Sam Raimi. I he truly does stick to trying to be a filmmaker yeah. above all else. Trying He's to my second favorite director of all time, right behind. Hold on, Denis Villeneuve. Um, no, right behind. Uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Oh, this would have um, been a great joke. Um, what's the guy's name that makes the stupid Will Ferrell movies? He directed Step Brothers. Oh, John Apatow. No, John um, Apatow didn't direct that. He uh, it was a different um, guy. Um, although Judd Apatow would have been a funny answer yeah. too. Um, it's uh, what's Jay it? Roach. Uh, Who are we talking about? Adam McKay. Adam McKay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh wait, he, did he direct? Whoa, hold on. Oh, he's actually like a really. Oh, exactly. That actually is not funny at all. He directed some great movies. Yeah. He went from Talladega Nights and the other guys and Anchorman and Step Brothers to The Big Short and Vice. Just like that, he just switched gears. Well, I kind of know what Todd Phillips did with Hangover and then Joker. Yeah, but he hasn't. I I mean, I guess so. I feel like Todd Phillips has to make another serious movie before. Yeah, that wasn't as steep of a jump. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah, because of how dark and serious the Hangover movies are. No, but uh, wait, I see the We live in uh, because, Las Vegas. Because all of Todd Phillips' movies are marketed toward gamers. Is that, is that what you're going for? Anyways, um, Sam Raimi really does prioritize being a filmmaker and trying to make a really good piece of art and then uses the ability to create and craft a story and characters using, you know, and like he, yeah. and he was writing like from material, using the material... <laughs> And he as loves Spider-Man. And he loves Spider-Man. That, and that's one thing that if you watch his behind-the-scenes stuff from all the original trilogy, what everybody says is that this feels like making an indie movie on a bigger budget. It's yeah. like he he just take, uses the same tricks 
and the same filmmaking techniques and the same heart behind it, just on a bigger scale. Yeah. So. Um, on the Mark Webb movies, um, I did like the first one. I, I mean, like, it was a good movie, solid movie. And not that I didn't, you know, like, like you said, I don't dislike the second one. I do think there was, like, a significant drop yeah. in quality, but that didn't mean it was, it was bad. The worst thing about the second one was that it was boring as heck. It was yeah. so slow and nothing happened. Which is insane because I rewatched Spider-Man, the first one, again last night. Yeah. Like I do frequently. Yeah. And um, I was, I knew it was my favorite movie every time I watch it because I'm just speaking out loud into the empty air complimenting Sam Raimi. As if any were, were listening. Yeah. I'm like, this movie is a masterclass in storytelling. Yeah. It's so well paced. It's the, that's, it's so well paced. There is not a frame extra. It, yeah. It, or, or the, there's nothing lacking. No, exactly. It perfect. He gives you exactly what you need in a scene and then gives you the rest of the information you were lacking from the last scene following the characters before that one. And I'm like, I, it's, he just bounces back and forth so effortlessly in that movie. Which follows my theory that two hours is the perfect length for a movie. It is. For All my favorite movies are two hours. Yeah. That's not true. A lot of my movies are a lot <laughs> favorite or a lot longer or shorter than that. Yeah. But just like, if you're for that kind of story, it's perfect for the yeah. pacing. But um, also, there are certain scenes in that movie that to this day I will return to. Like... I remember we, I came home from the theater with you after we saw Wonder Woman 84, which yeah. is one of the worst movies I've ever yeah. seen. Which, we've already talked about it, yeah. but just to rehash it, was solid until the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Or 20 or whatever it was. The last, the final act. It was still weird. It, it was even the Even the rest of it wasn't pace. great. <laughs> but, um, but after we got home from that the end of that movie was just a CGI disgusting mess which yeah. is how most Marvel movies end as well most yeah. MCU movies are just CGI crap at the end I think of Black Panther and how bad that looked and how yeah. unfun it was to watch that's what Wonder Woman 84 was but even worse um, and it was just like insane blaring music and everything happening at once assaulting your eyes and just over the top dumb like a mess it wasn't fun to look at yeah and then to detox my brain, I put in Spider-Man, and I watched the final battle of Spider-Man, mm. which just Spider-Man and Green Goblin in that abandoned warehouse. Yeah. That's it. There's no music playing. It's just silence with the sound of their punches and mm. no CGI, just like practical effects, and everything feels like it has weight to it. You feel the yeah. punches. You hear the sounds of the grunting and the, the impact, and... It's personal. That's the most important yes. part is that it's two characters who you love going at it. Like, who have you, been having a rat race the entire yes, movie. Yes, you feel the emotional significance of it. It's yeah. not just floppy CGI things slapping each other yeah. with music blaring. It's like yeah. it's actually thoughtful. You yeah. know? You, you've been seeing the anticipation of these two characters meeting like full force for the entire movie. They've been playing cat and mouse Ever since, you know... It's my he, favorite game. It, great game. He, <laughs> ever since, you know, Norman became the Green Goblin. Spoiler alert. And whenever you finally get that payoff of there's no music, there's weight, it's very emotional and personal. And it's the first time uh -huh. that Peter realizes it's Norman, his best friend's dad. And he's dealing with the loss of another father, basically another father figure, which he yeah. deals with in every movie. And then yeah. my favorite line, well, I don't know if it's one of my favorite lines in the movie, 
<clears throat> comes toward the end of the fight, <clears throat> right before Norman kills himself on accident, but um, the music finally kicks back in, and uh, I forget exactly what Norman says. He's he's basically trying to convince Peter. He says something along the lines of, I've been a father to you, yeah. something like that. And Peter says, I had a father, and his name was Ben Parker. Yeah. And it's like the whole arc of that movie has been building toward that line. Yeah. God, oh my god, this movie's so good. Um, yeah, incredible movie. Um, just a great character to work with, just in general. Like, it's kind of impossible to completely screw up that character unless you made him like evil or like, right. Unless you just don't make him that character, because Spider-Man yeah. is such a good character. Yeah. He's one of the easiest like, adaptable. Like by default, he is the good guy. Yeah, always. yeah, he's the most relatable superhero. Yeah. It's hard of, to screw it up. Of a guy that is trying to do his best, and yet the world is still on top of his shoulders. And he's mm-hmm. just trying to make, make ends meet and just yeah. trying to... The only way you can screw that up is if you give him billions of dollars in a satellite array.